Uh, hello, and welcome to another episode of Best of Five. Everybody ignore the person who just resubbed. I'm, I'm going to clap for him. Ah, damn it, Steve. I'm gonna clap Me too. Because I think he's pretty cool. You know what? All right, fine. I'll clap. I'll clap. I'll clap. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to Best of Five, um, the FGC talk show where there's <laughs> crazy shenanigans abound. OG Geek 2016 also with another... Is that six six months? And yes. this is indeed bullshit blazing. So we'll applaud it's for the ball, bullshit blazing. It's bullshit blazing. Bullshit blazing. Hi, everybody. Bullshit. So I, my name is Elon, and I'm joined here with uh, John. Whoops, I pointed to the wrong side. Uh, John Velociraptor Guerrero. I think I got your last name right. Hi. Yes, you did. Yes. You can roll the R's. Feel free to roll the R's. I usually don't because I'm too white, so it sounds forced. I'm like, Guerrero. But, you know, you can do it because you speak Spanish a lot better than I do. I don't speak Spanish. Or Portuguese. Though. Well, can, do you roll your R's in Portuguese, though? Yes. Then, no excuse. I feel like that was very white of you to say, or to confuse which language I speak, even though you don't know. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, <laughs> and all the way over there on the right is our the man with the deets, the main squeeze himself, Steve Ace King the- off Jurek. The main squeeze himself? The main squeeze himself. Hey, also, before we go on... Can we call him main squeeze offsuit? <laughs> Steve, main squeeze offsuit. But before we go on, everybody, chill the fuck out. So, Efren is on the chat, in the chat right now, and it is Efren's birthday today, so we're going to stop the show and we're going to sing him happy birthday. The entire fucking thing. Everybody this in the chat, bad. Everybody in the chat, join the fuck in. Ready? Three, two, one. Happy birthday, happy birthday to, to you. you. Happy birthday to you. I feel like that needs defending. <laughs> it doesn't need defending. It yes, only needs defending. Because this is there what is a on social media. There is a difference in audio register. There is a delay. That throws everything off. Yep. All you're doing is putting blood in the water for the sharks to come out <laughs> come after you, Steve. What you need to do is you just need to own it. You need to sing happy birthday. I don't care if it was off. I don't care if there are Jehovah Witnesses listening. I, I'm just going to do it, and it's going to be okay. Happy birthday, what? Efren. What? Where, where, where the witnesses come from? I don't know what's happening anymore. Birthdays. But I think well, what we're trying to say is happy birthday, Efren. <laughs> And then, oh, happy 30th can, birthday. Can somebody please clip that? I want to I want to listen to that when the show is over. No, that shit is funny. <laughs> no, well, it was funny because I started singing and I was like, "Oh shit, nobody's singing." And then you guys started like a half a second later and I was like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> oh god. Uh <laughs> OG Geek says that's exactly what Arxis netcode looks like. Yep. Yeah, we got a lot of rollback netcode jokes <laughs> while we were singing. <laughs> god. All right, well, tonight on the show, <laughs> after that rousing number, uh, <laughs> we're going to talk about some new releases. We got some new trailers. Uh, I was wrong. Like I said, I was. So, really, I was right at the end of the day. And it was a mistake. Okay, look, Axl Rose had a concert that same weekend. I oh. just I just got the wrong information, guys. It's fine. Apparently, Detective Elon's been canceled. Everybody's, like, in a fucking uproar. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, hey, you know what? You, you called me white earlier. Well, let me up the ante. I went and saw a Billy Joel concert in 2017, and Axl Rose was there, and he sang Big Shot. See? So maybe maybe Chips Enough is going to be announced at 
Southeast Asia majors or whenever the next trailer is. Dig your dig your grave deeper. Look, if if Chips Enough gets announced at Southeast Asia majors, we we're uncanceling the sleuthing. Deal. Because right now it's canceled. Though. I don't think you should cancel. I think you should embrace it and just go with it. And sometimes you don't hit it out of the park. Well, every apparently time. everybody's so upset that I got it wrong. Either way, keep keeping going. Remember how last week I was complaining that. Everybody announces shit on Wednesday after our show. Well, somebody's fucking listening. Thank you, NetherRealm, for announcing something on Tuesday morning. We're going to talk about the Terminator reveal today, which was pretty fucking good. And uh, what else? We got uh, Super Arcade is officially gone goodbye, uh, unfortunately. And we got maybe we're going to have a discussion on dating within your own community. And uh, esports award nominations that some people were pretty upset about. But before, oh wait, what does Zephyr say? In order, in in honor of Zephyr. But first, Steve, you want to hit us with that recap? Let's hit you with the recap. A lot happened this past weekend as we wind down in uh, in these pro tour seasons. Started out with week four of the Street Fighter League. Uh, another week, another win for Team Gale Knuckle Dew Squad with the three zero win over Team Storm to take sole possession of first place in the league. They have gone that they lost their opening game in week one and have not lost since three, one, three, Oh, three, Oh, three, Oh, it has been a dominant performance thus far as they near the halfway point, uh, team spirit with a three Oh win over team frost and team psycho off the schneid getting their first win of the season, uh, three, two victory, over Punk's team, Team Inferno. So uh, those two teams now at the bottom at one and three. Still six weeks to go, but uh, things starting to look a little hairy uh, for last year's number one seed. Or last season's number one seed, I should say. Uh, We did have a couple of online events in the DOA 6 World Championship Series, starting with one that actually took place just as we went off the air. Uh, the top eight of the East Coast North America online event was won by Hoodless, who took it over BlackBerry in the grand final. Uh, and then on the Asian side, you had Keisuke, uh getting his second win of the season, taking it over Terror Rock in the grand final of that one. So if we take a look at the global standings, Just three events to go, and two of them are coming up this weekend, so we'll have a lot more clarity as to who qualifies for the DOA Six World Championships. But Hoodless and Mr. Quiggle have both locked up their spots in North America, along with the automatic qualifiers Excalibur Blades and Killy. Shimazu, the only player from outside of North America to lock up a spot as of yet, but a lot will be settled this weekend. Why are some of the character or the players' names in green? Uh, the just ones, said it, John. <laughs> the ones in green have qualified for the finals. Uh, so that's going to be the sense. key for all of these graphics. Okay. Why is We're North America in yellow? Uh, because because you feed the trolls, Steve. <laughs> I do. It's like ninety nine percent sure. Whenever I get asked that, that it's a troll. But I always got to play that 1% who might be asking legitimately. So I, I, I got to keep it, you know, I, I, I got to keep it noob friendly. Okay. 
All right, moving on <laughs> to Mortal Kombat 11. There was uh, an online event as well for Australia and New Zealand. This was part of the Intercontinental Combat Series, and that was won by Australia's Waz, uh, who took it over New Zealand's Boy 91 uh, to punch his ticket to the Intercontinental Combat Finals, which will take place at DreamHack Winter. Uh, we... You know, a busy week for online events. There was one on the Capcom Pro Tour as well. Uh, North America East for Street Fighter V. And it's a name that we're starting to see again at, at the top of these results screens. Idom uh, getting his second straight ranking event win, taking it over Burkish. Uh, you see Shine and Brian F. rounding out the top four. Idom ran it back pretty convincingly. So I'm a dummy uh, and forgot to put this one in, so we're going to look at the Philadelphia qualifier for Red Bull Conquest instead. But please go on. Ah, uh, well, <clears throat> excuse me. So, yeah, uh, top eight for that. Idom, Burkish, Shine, Brian F., Neon and Neckledu tying for fifth. Dual Kevin and Rob TV tying for seventh. Uh, if we, do you have the updated North America standings yes. in there? Yes, I just All right, I let's take a look at that. I missed the one. I'm sorry. I'll, I'll I'll take the L for that. I don't know why, but no, it, I'll, it's mine to take so, along with every other L. But go on. So we've got eight or eight places in the North America Regional Final. Five of them have been secured. Knuckledo, Idom, Eight Hundred One Strider, JB, and Punk are all assured of being in that last eight. Final three spots will be determined in the last uh, ranking event which is coming up pretty soon, East Coast Throwdown. Uh, you see Burkish on the outside looking in. Uh, Shine in pretty good position, but still could get knocked out. Yeah. Now, before we move on, um, Efren himself has asked why the names are green. Let me just go ahead and zoom in on what Steve already put in there. It's because they're qualified for the Tekken World Finals already. Yes. Qualified for the Tekken World Finals, Efren. Jeez. Idiot. Yeah, it's right there. Dummy. Yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what's next? Welcome to the 35 Club. <laughs> uh, let's look at the offline event this weekend on the Capcom Pro Tour. That was Blink Fighting Fest uh, down at, <clears throat> excuse me, down in Latin America. And it was a Dominican party. All uh, Dominican top eight there. And it was uh, Lilo who nearly saw Menard run it all the way back. Uh, Meta came up for the losers, got the quick 3-0, and it looked like, uh, you know, these they haven't played on, uh, on the CPT, but they have played in a few tournaments, and it looked like Meta was going to get yet another win. Uh, but Lilo was able to pull it all the way back, get his first ever CPT win. So congratulations to him. Hey, where was this? Uh, where was this tournament at? That was in, uh, I believe, that was in the Dominican Republic. Okay, cool. Yeah. All right. Just I, I always get Fighting Fest and Furiatica uh, confused in my mind. Gotcha. So, cool. So, uh, what do the if, uh, regional standings look like there? Uh, if we look at that, it's pretty tight for those uh, top uh, five through eight spots. Uh, you see Zenith Mena. Picaro and Dark have locked up their spots uh, for the Latin America final at first attack. Uh, those other four players are separated by just 
10 points. So every point is going to be vital at the final uh, Latin American ranking event, which is coming up this weekend for the Atika. Wow. So uh, very important uh, to see who gets into that final. Uh, We can also take a look at the global standings because we're down to eight events left. You can count them on your hands, even if you're a Simpsons character now. Uh, You see JB currently at that cutoff. Uh, 655 is the mark as of right now, but that will go up. Knuckledoo on the good side of the cut line for now, but very, very close. Strider uh, thought he was in for sure. Maybe not quite yet. Still a little bit of work to do. Uh, But yeah, of those eight events, five of them are either premieres or super premieres. So still big chunks of points out there. Steve, I have a question that doesn't have to do with the color of the text. Go for it. Um, Do you know off the top of your head where the actual cutoff line of people that are 100% qualified are on this graphic? Um, Well, here's the thing. Mathematically speaking, it's just the top four. So Momochi, there are technically enough points out there to keep him out. But enough points that could be gar- like garnered by one player? Well, it, the, the way I do it with, uh, with uh, you know, before we get to the final few events is simply napkin math. Okay. So, so I add up all the points uh, like that would be needed to have enough people pass Momochi to, to keep him out. And then I add up all the points that are left to be awarded. And if and if that's less than the points needed to knock him out, he's he's uh, he's locked in. Right. So there, it, it technically Momochi may be clinched already, but that would but for me to put my stamp on it, I would have to go through all the permutations to figure out if there's if there is a combination. Right. Well, that does keep him out. Theoretically, there is. But it would take pretty much everyone uh, from JB and up going to all the events, getting all the points in a particular order. Mm -hmm. Mathematically possible, uh, practically not going to happen. So I I would say if you're at 1,000 and up right now, you're sleeping pretty good. Mm -hmm. Angry Bird, you don't got to worry about that. Infectious, you're probably fine. But it depends on how these last few events go. Uh, Because, like I said, there are still those big, big chunks at those regional finals, especially. uh, That can still be won and can throw everything. Like, if Lilo gets, you know, if he wins the Open Premier before the Latin America finals, that can throw it, that can throw a big monkey into the wrench. Or a big monkey wrench into the wrench. No, keep it, own it, own it. <laughs> throw a big monkey into the wrench. Throwing some big monkeys at wrenches. I like it though. This is a fun part of the tour because you start to be able to see, like, okay, here's the bubble, here's do or die, and that just adds a little bit more to the whole thing. As opposed to, well, someone's building their nest and and getting a bunch of points and and you know trying to be safe. It's like now people are trying to survive. Yeah, and 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 like I said, as the events tick off it's going to get clearer and clearer what these players will have to do in order to lock up their spots. Mm-hmm. John, did you just put your phone next to the microphone? Uh, my phone was sitting. It's also how I get the return because I don't have it 
on the screen. I, we so talked I about it before the stream. It's fine. I, I'm working on it. Right. No, and I appreciate that. Well, but I was looking at uh, No, it this. was just funny because you made a really weird noise. Oh, it was the vibrations <laughs> going through the computer because, yeah, it was, I just stupidly left it sitting on my laptop. So, yeah, that's what you heard. Yep. Sorry. Sure did. But, hey, Steve, what else we got? Uh, we've still got more to go. We've got oh, the man. Tekken World Tour. Oh. Uh, the master event of the weekend was Rev Major 2019. Uh, I was actually able to watch some of this, and it was some it was some good ass Tekken. Uh, it was Low High who ended up taking it over the fan favorite Nobi. Dang. Uh, yeah. Did Did you guys get to watch any of this? So I watched mm-hmm. I watched bits and pieces of it, and this is not the top eight I was expecting, for sure. Yeah. I knew. Yeah. Uh, I had heard the whispering that Nii did not make top eight for the first time since, like, Ever. 1987. Yeah, dude, <laughs> felt like it. Look at that uh, tied for 13th line. You had Vermilion, who's the uh, Jesus Christ. Who, who's the uh, local hero. But then you had Double, Nii, and Kudans. If I said that was the top four, you would absolutely believe that. Yep. But, yeah. Yeah, knee getting knocked out uh, for the his worst ever finish at a big Tekken World Tour event in two years. That is Which, wild. It's up. wild. Yeah, he, he's done. He's, yeah, he's, he's washed up. <laughs> he also has absolutely nothing to play for because he can't improve his score with the system uh, because he already has the Master Event wins. And Evo, so he so this literally does nothing for him. Yeah, even so if he wants. I, I do have a question though: yes. If he were to place first, yes, would the points that he was supposed to earn, and since he cannot earn any more points, would those points then go to second, or would second place nope. just get two hundred and twenty? No, he still gets the points, but only the top three count. Gotcha. So he would just have points that that wouldn't count for anything. Gotcha. Or, I mean. They count, but they don't count towards his total. Right, right, right. Uh, but the MVP I got to say of this weekend was Son of Nobi, who was uh, who played in pools against Nobi and then kind of became a darling of the tournament. Uh, he got he wished Nobi luck right before top eight, which was really really funny. And then Nobi went on stage. They called Son of Nobi up. Nobi actually gave Son of Nobi his second place medal. Oh, damn. Yeah, it was, it, it, it warmed my cold heart. Yeah. I think because I've just been watching too much soccer, I was expecting you to say he took his Jersey off and gave it to him. I think that's next level. We'll start seeing, we'll probably see that at the Olympics. Yeah. I do want to say a couple things. So first, uh, rank Chu. I was watching some of rank Chu's matches and he was not playing a uh, Panda or Kuma. He was playing some Zafina when I was watching. Yeah, he, he, he did throw in some Savina. He did play that uh, hamster skin uh, panda, though. So it, <laughs> it was a mix. Uh, yeah. I, I also well, saw... Yeah, I think... Uh, yeah, Actually, I think the match I saw was Rangchu and John Ding. Maybe? Or maybe... Actually, you know what? Who? No, actually, I take it all back. Who I saw that was playing John Ding, I believe, was iMusician. Who I, I think musician. was... I think oh. that this was like his big breakout tournament. Am I wrong? Yeah. Yeah. Yoshimitsu. That he was making that character look scary. It was yeah. it was definitely fun. Something you should definitely check out. Yeah, that was that was pretty wild. 
to see somebody rocking a character that you don't normally see <laughs> no. uh, all the still, way up on the top. Still, wait. still waiting on that Bob, though. But Still waiting on the Bob. Yeah. Maybe um, we'll get it soon. If we take a look at the global standings, you still see uh, no change in who is in the top 19 as of right now. It seems still the last man in, but uh, you do see Gen with his strong performance moving up getting closer and closer to striking range. Uh, so still some time left to earn points. Dang, how does Anakin uh, have that many points? Anakin? He won a lot of events. Yeah, yeah. well, I mean, he, he's, he's gone to a lot of uh, uh, the dojo events, but he's done well at premieres, too. Yeah, he you got know, second in this got, year, right? Uh, third. Third, third, third. Yeah, which is uh, 300 points, which is like winning another... Uh, premiere yeah so dang so yeah anakin's doing well uh rev major was also part of the dragon ball fighters world tour uh it was a tenkaichi event and it was another good weekend for fenrich uh getting his second uh dbfc world tour win uh taking this one over mato matoy and tachikawa running rounding out the top four also shout outs to taco who is 15 years old and getting top six at major tournaments already. What a jerk. Yeah. Makes us all feel shitty about ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Sonic Fox is old and busted. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sonic Fox reached 21. That means he's, he's normal now. Yeah. He, he He's starting to play old man games like Tekken now. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I guess we'll talk about that in a little bit. Yeah. Well, yeah. We'll mention it. Uh, five events left. DBFC world tour. Uh, Fenrich and Goichi, still the only two have officially locked up places in the finale. Uh, but you see uh, Dogra, Wawa, and B be in that three-way tie for the final spot as of right now. So still some shuffling uh, yet to happen. And then looking at the rest of what went down at Rev Major, uh, Fenrich also took the gold in BB Tag. Uh Tachikawa got the win in Street Fighter. Seo won Unist and Score, uh, pulling double duty in the SNK games, winning both Sam Show and KOF 14. So congratulations to everyone on the screen. And then this weekend we had something that wasn't a pro tour, but still a pretty big deal. Uh, CEO Taku, uh, if you're a fan of the quote-unquote anime games, uh, this is where you were probably paying the most attention. Uh, in BB Tag, you had Shinku getting the win over Tempest Romo, base uh, rounding out the top three there. Uh, flipping it over to Guilty Gear, uh, Teresa coming over from Japan to get yet another trophy. Uh, this one taking it over Hotashi. You had uh, four countries represented in top eight. Uh, USA and Japan, the most common you'll see at these events, but Deb and Peppery Splash representing Canada well, and then Rad coming over from the UK. Shoutouts to Rad. Yeah, I got to see a little bit of this, uh, and this was actually super fun to watch. I usually have a hard time watching Guilty Gear for uh, an extended period of time just because I think it's too much for my uh, dumb brain to handle, but uh, I did have a very good time watching... uh, Watching that Hotashi and Teresa Grand Final. I think it was pretty fun. Yeah. I didn't actually get to watch it because I was I was tied up all day Saturday. Mm. I like only 
I was I stepped away for a few minutes, and luckily it was when the reveal was happening. Oh. <laughs> so I, I I got lucky there. But I I I love watching some excerpt. Yeah. You know, I I feel like there's a level of tension, and you know, you've got the explosiveness of BB Tag, but you know, and then not to say there isn't explosiveness in excerpt, but there's just like. It, it feels like everything comes down to the wire. Yeah. And I, I do want to say one more thing, too. Uh, look at that person there for tied for fifth. Foo. I'm a big Ooh. fan of Foo, and here's why. Uh, so when I, when I do play Exert, I, I've been playing Kum Heyun, and that's who Foo plays. And everybody complains about that character, but it's very rare to see a Heyun in top eight, as far as I know. I could be completely wrong about that. So shout-outs to Foo, making all those kick loops, doing his thing. Shit was fun to watch. Also a pretty good fighter. I was going to say the reason you probably like him is because of how many puns you can make off of his name. I didn't think we were going that direction, but Steve brought it back. I, that's what I do. I guess we'll make it work. Also, my voice just cracked. It was kind of fun. And then the uh, the game that ended up, uh, or ended the night at CEO Taku on finals day was Undernight in Birth. And that was won by Red Brit. Red Blade. <laughs> Red Brain. Red Bra. Red Bra Bra. Ruru Ruru. <laughs> Still funny. <laughs> Taking it over trail. Hiare coming all the way from Sweden uh, to get the uh, to get the bronze medal here. So, And then Canada uh, again represented with Klim in top four. So pretty strong showing for the Canadians uh, this weekend. Uh, those obviously weren't the only games there. Uh, you did have quite a bit going on. Sonic Fox got uh, wins in both DBFZ and Skullgirls. Also not shown here, he got uh, fourth place in the side event of Tekken, what a jerk. which was a dojo event. So he is actually on the Tekken World Tour leaderboard. What a jerk. Although I, I did know. see I did see him play, uh, I think he was playing Zafina, right? Because he was uh, posting some tech on the twi- Twitter when she came out. I, I would assume so. I, I only got to watch by following Bracket. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Also, big ups uh, to Kizzy K winning Samurai Showdown. That was really fun to watch. I got to watch bits and pieces of that. Uh, shout outs to Vicky Viper getting uh, Sailor Moon. <laughs> I didn't that, get that, to watch Sailor Moon. <laughs> I, I, I didn't either, but, you know. I see I see some Sailor Moon. I like it. So, <laughs> Vicky. So, congratulations. Okay, I, ha- I have a I have a very real question. Yes. Uh I have not uh, to me like I'm going to play the role of a baby because I have not seen this, so to me it does not exist. What in the world is a million Arthur? It is oh, It visually looks I've watched very very little of it. It has sort of the visual style of um, what you call it, the the grand blue, but it, it's got like uh, cooldown moves or cooldown moves. I cannot talk. Yeah, I, I'm just gonna say I don't know. Okay, because <laughs> I I I know it, but I can't recall it in in order to express my loud. So, we'll just say I don't know. <laughs> okay, I think somebody got a good explanation. It's like Dengenki without all the anime characters in it. <laughs> I think I think we're gonna go with that. 
Uh, I'm going to do some research after this show and watch it and see what the hell the deal with that is. Because I've been seeing that name pop up more and more lately. I don't know what the deal is with that. I'm, I'm just going to pour water over my head later to wake up. Do it now. But, no. Okay. Because i got to tell you about what's happening this weekend. Yeah. Which, what is again, is a lot. Um, obviously, Street Fighter League Thursday, but you've got a couple of events on the uh, MK Intercontinental Circuit. Egromir, uh, which is a Russian event, as well as, um, excuse me, Ultimate Fighting Arena, which is going to be part of several tours, including CPT, uh, DBFC, uh, DOA, and it's also one of the first SNK World Qualifier oh, or World dang. Championship Qualifiers, along with uh, along with uh, Furiatika. And then, if you're a Smash fan, you've also got the Big House. Uh, you've got Electric Cancel if you want to see Tekken. Uh, if you're on the East Coast, you've got the Fall Classic. You've also got uh, uh, Battle for the East, which is not listed here. There's a lot to choose from this weekend. Yeah, there's a lot choo choos from. Choo choo choo, I choo choo choose you. Ruru ruru. Uh, yeah, <laughs> dude. Uh, so I've been seeing a lot about this electric cancel. That's a new thing, right? That's a like the level up guys are putting stuff together over there. Yeah, it's, it's going to be run by the level up crew. Uh, I forget if it's run at esports arena or not. Mm-hmm. Let me just double check. I be- I thought it was, but. Uh, Oh no, Santa Ana. Santa Ana. So. Okay. Well, yeah, that's where uh, Esports Arena is. Yeah, it's Orange County over there. Um, and while we're at it, while we're here talking about the West Coast, uh, I think it's it's a good time for us to just bring this up, just so we can uh, talk about it and then move on from it. Um, just because it's sad news, and I don't like sad news. But uh, as of this week, uh, or as I'm sorry, as of last week, uh, Super Dojo Super Arcade uh, is officially closed. Uh, They had a week-long celebration of a bunch of tournaments where there was a little bit of controversy here and there uh, because uh, some people were upset about venue fees and all this other stuff, but I think people just want to complain about something. But uh, it seemed like it was a very uh, supportive week for the crew over at Super Dojo uh, to get its uh, a very good send-off. Am I wrong in saying that? I, I, no, no. Yeah. Um, you so, know, whatever you're, whatever. Oh, go, no, ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say whatever you're feeling on whether it was a good venture or not, or what you feel about Mike personally, you know, that's a place with history. That's a place with significance and it sucks to lose any place, um, any place where you can play because it's getting tougher and tougher to find good ones, mm-hmm. uh, good places where you can go and find games. So, you know, it, 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 it sucks seeing it happen. You know, I was, I was around for a lot of the, especially the beginning of the end for super. And, you know, there was a whole remodeling period, uh, with the, uh, the location before this one. And then of course, all of the turmoil trying to get this city of Azusa, to agree and for the whole thing to be up to code and all the fighting that, that went on for over three years to get the new location opened up only to last for about a year. And then now of course close. And um, 
you know, if you, if you follow the uh, the Super Arcade blog, or if you've even just been watching like the um, like this farewell speech that that Watson made and such, and you know, not only has this this been like a huge uh, undertaking and and you know financial pain, and I can't imagine how much stress uh, and and money this all took, and for it to end like this, and it, it really feels or it can easily feel right now like a uh, like a failure and it can easily feel like um a lot of like wasted funds and such but i was also there for countless wednesday night fights it's where i was able to level up uh you know i i wouldn't probably be here right now i wouldn't have my job with event hubs if i wasn't able to play at super arcade get my name out there on you know, the stream from wnf things like that and um, and that's that's true in a lot of different ways for a lot of different players. Uh, Street Fighter Four players, uh, probably most of all, but there are so many different groups that went through Super Arcade and and, and were able to use that place as you know to build their their skills as a competitor to get into the community. It was a huge deal in a lot of ways, and and on all of those wins and success stories that have come from Super Arcade, the, the place very quickly becomes a uh, a priceless entity you know for the FGC and for the history of the FGC and so in that way it very much it's like a it's impossible for it to be a a failure you know whether you measure it financially or or just for how long it was there like what it did while it was around was very very significant and won't be you know forgotten especially because hey not only do we have memories but we have a lot of uh, streams and moments that came from there that we actually recorded and captured so it does suck. I don't have an answer to like, well, how do you make an arcade work here in 2019? It doesn't feel like you can here, at least in this current culture that we're in. And that's unfortunate, but it is what it is. And I hope, uh, you know, the best for Watson and the whole crew there and uh, and everyone that's gaming out in SoCal, um, you know, hope the best for you guys. Yeah. I mean, it's it's never a good thing when something like that happens but you know uh, i think watson himself actually put this out on twitter it's like you know everything has a beginning middle and end and yeah. the way things ended is very unfortunate uh i mean hell uh i remember you know uh there was a specific time in my life where uh i was not doing too hot on the mental health and living situation and the stuff that i had to fall back on were things like next level battle circuit and wednesday night fights at super arcade so uh even on a non-local capacity uh i feel like that arcade uh and all of watson's efforts helped myself and i'm sure a lot of others that were not in california as well so it touched a lot of people's lives man yeah like in some pretty significant ways yeah hell i still like you could still go to youtube and see a stream i don't know what the context of it is of james chen singing indestructible at what seems like three o'clock in the morning at the arcade. Does does context even matter in that case? No, probably not. That's the gold right there. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So RIP Super Arcade, we you know, we appreciated everything that you were. And and this is also a moment to be able to reflect on what you still do have. I I try to tell people this in my own life and preach it to myself, like when you do have something that you appreciate appreciate it right now and then when it's gone someday and it inevitably will be you can at least say well i don't regret not having appreciated it while i had it for sure okay so we're sad to see it go 
but we're excited to, for the future to see what Mike Watson's up to, or like at least like Mike Watson gets to rest some <laughs> before going into his next venture, whatever that may be. So hats off to you, sir. Thank you for everything. Uh, up next, and this is the most important topic we have on our rundown, uh, and I think it's it's a it's a good change of tone here because this is the absolute most important thing we have. Uh, here on our doc, it's written that Steve is cool, and it has been confirmed that it, he is for sure cool. I'm not so sure about that. I, I, I'm right definitely there. not cool. It's right there. <laughs> See, it says and it's Steve like two people cool. contributing to, to get that line filled out, too. Steve it, is cool. Steve, why are you so fucking cool, Steve? I am not cool. Maybe that's the secret, cool. Alon. Maybe it's that he just keeps saying that he's not cool. Yeah. I look and like the secret to a... Cool. I look like Charlie Villanueva got shrunk in the wash and then put on like a hundred pounds. I am not cool. And you somehow pull that off as a cool guy. I don't know. I don't know how you do it. It's got to be someone with the beats. No, no. I, I I feel like we need to talk about something that is. Actual. I feel like you need to put a one main squeeze Steve. Put a one in the chat. Yeah. If main squeeze Steve is cool. Steve main squeeze off suit Jurek. Yes, that's what it was. <laughs> Uh, that is that is your new nickname. We're like a whole schoolyard in here. <laughs> While the chat fills up with ones, there are far too on? many ones. Oh yeah, far too many. See, look, Efren wrote out a billion ones, and it's his birthday, so he's right. Then they all count if it's his birthday. It's all right. Birthdays <laughs> don't work like that. Yes, they do. <laughs> all right, you're also do... dumb, Steve. You also don't know how birthdays work. But go ahead. What were you saying? We we do have. In all seriousness, a very important topic. Yes. Okay. Go ahead and tee it up. A one that is per- perhaps the most important topic that we will ever address on the show. Mm-hmm. And I say this without hyperbole, without exaggeration. Um, we need to discuss the nominees for the 2019 Esports Awards. Damn it. Oh, uh, I want, let's see, uh, for the Hall of Fame, I want Dr. Disrespect. I want that guy from StarCraft. I want... Uh, is can, can that guy from StarCraft really be a nominee? Yes. If the best you can name him is that guy from StarCraft? Yeah. And that one dude from Japan who ran the Toyota in the... Uh, who was running with the Toyota manufacturer for the Gran Turismo esports race a couple weeks ago. That guy was cool. He won. <laughs> Okay. Oh my god. Everybody except okay. FGC. FGC is not allowed at the esports awards. All right. I mean, Look. FGC won the esports awards last year, so I don't know. If you're right, yeah, right, and now far. we're never going to get in there again because everybody hates maybe. us. Maybe. Well, maybe. <laughs> maybe. Because we actually have. Um, uh, they, they announced a while back the uh, community award nominees, which included uh, categories like cosplayer of the year, um, and among others. Uh, they. Earlier this week, uh, they announced the nominees. Excuse me, uh, for in their pro and industry categories, mm-hmm. uh, focusing on the players and the companies. Uh, for there are a few that are FGC tangent. Uh, console player of the year includes Sonic Fox, uh, going for back to back years. Hungrybox and MK Leo also nominees in that category. Uh, looking at console rookie of the year, MK Leo and Tweak, both Smashers, got in. Uh, Street Fighter Five nominated for its game of the year. Wait, say say that one more time. What? Street Fighter Five nominated for 
scheme of the year. It literally cut out you the exact same, the time. exact same time. <laughs> what the fuck? Wait, are you just doing that on I purpose? I feel like you're doing no. this on purpose now. Keep fucking with us. <laughs> Street Fighter Five, nominated for esports game of the year. Okay, uh, it was esports. <laughs> <laughs> See, this is why Steve really? is cool. He's been fucking with us this entire time. <laughs> just... Yeah, yeah, exactly. Cool out of my league. Now, what are the other nominees though? Because if there's like like Street Fighter Five is coming up on four years old, and that feels super old in this day and age, especially with like a new Call of Duty every twenty minutes, right? So, what are the, what is, what's this competition? Is anything else that old? The full list of nominees for esports game of the year: mm-hmm. Counter Strike Global Offensive, which is Rocket older than league. Street Fighter Five. Yeah. Which is also older. Rocket League, mm-hmm. uh, Rainbow Siege 6, League of Legends, Dota 2, Call mm-hmm. of Duty Black Ops 4, uh, Street Fighter 5, Overwatch, uh, PUBG, and Fortnite. Well, I stand corrected, but also <laughs> it feels as though Street Fighter 5 in, in that list of games is there just for the sake of diversity. But it's like, uh, when when what world does that game ever win? Against those others. I I, I think that also points out to the difference between how uh, Street Fighter is perceived inside the community versus outside the the community. Mm -hmm. Um, Inside the community, I don't think you would find a ton of people that would say Street Fighter V was the strongest uh, fighting game this year. Mm -hmm. Um, You're not talking about fighting game, you're talking about esports game. Well, yeah, and, and and that's the other thing. You know, for whatever you say about Capcom, who was also nominated for Publisher of the Year in this category, or in this uh, award mm-hmm. show, the one thing they have consistently knocked out of the park over, you know, in the Street Fighter V era is the esports side of things. You know, what they've done. There's a reason so many pro tours copy the CPT format. Because that's one that works, and that's one they've done well. Um, you know, the things like the Street Fighter League, you know, getting that, uh, getting onto television through ESPN and through uh, E-League. You know, whatever you say about the game itself, the esports push, the esports side of that, that is the one thing Capcom has knocked out of the park for the last three years. So that's why you, I feel like you see this difference in perception between, you know, how the greater esports community sees the game versus how the FGC sees the game, or at least large portions of the FGC. I can, I can digest that. I, I can buy that for sure. But I personally, and and I hope that I'm um, that my un- experiences here are not reflective of what's actually going on. But personally, I've never heard somebody from outside of the FGC reference the Capcom Pro Tour, for example, um, uh, things along those lines. Like I've never, I, I didn't realize that this was at all breaking out into the general gaming public. You know, like I'd have a conversation with someone when I was working at Red Lobster, for instance, and say like, oh, I. I uh, play fighting games a lot and they'd know who like, Oh, Justin Wong. Or I remember, you know, seeing that guy or, or Daigo moment 37, those kind of things definitely like permeate out into like the general gaming culture, even the general culture to an extent. But I'm, I, I wasn't aware. It wasn't on my radar really that uh, Capcom's esports side of things was really doing this. I feel like Essa, like street fighter league has been growing in numbers um, when you watch it. And, and, uh, and it certainly has been entertaining 
but I didn't realize we've been really cracking out into the general public. Have you guys experienced that firsthand though? I mean, this is a good, this is a good indicator, right? That what Steve said and the fact that it's on this list, but have you felt like that has been the case? You know, in, in my discussions with people who follow or who are part of the bigger esports circle, when they do talk about fighting games, it's mostly, you know, it's either Evo, you know, the big one, or the idea of, I want to watch this game, mm-hmm. you know, and the biggest thing that Street Fighter has done, you know, ha- having an event pretty much every single weekend, so that Street Fighter Five, it's always part of that conversation. Yeah. You know, there's never really a week where, you know, it's very rare that you have a week without a CPT event. You know, the other tours that they're more off week. So, you know, even if there are tournaments, they're not necessarily seen as big to someone on the outside because, hey, they're not part of this pro tour. Therefore, they don't matter as much as the ones that are part of the pro tour. Fair. Yep. I mean, I don't know. I think awards are dumb, but that's just me. I actually just got, ended up getting uh, a ticket to it. So <laughs> I will be there in person to see Street Fighter V win esports game of the year. Okay. Uh, the one the one thing I did not like, and, you know, I, I, I try not to get worked up about this sort of thing. Uh, rookie of the year for console games. Oh, we know who's going to win that. Who? Oh, that guy in Tekken, Arslan Ash, that came out and won like the two big events, and no one had heard of him, and now he's put his not only his own name but but his home country on the map in Tekken, and it's just what everyone's talking about, and he's achieved these feats that no one even thought was possible. Does anybody know? Yeah. That? Well, here's the thing: does anybody know about that outside of the FGC? I don't know. He's not nominated. I My know point. that much. That, uh, My point exactly. <laughs> it, it it feels like that was just such a big missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and and that's not to belittle the the people who do get nominated because they've all achieved, you know, great things within their respective games to get that recognition. It just sucks that you know that we have such this such a great story happening in our midst, and this would be a great opportunity to see more people learn about Arslan Ash and learn about Tekken and learn about the Pakistani scene, and it just sucks that that's not happening. Yeah. So is it just that the esports awards aren't quite big enough to do uh, as efficient of job as we would want them to do in scouting the entirety of the FGC or not the FGC? I'm sorry, the gaming community for stuff like this, or are we just going to be mad at them for not doing their their job when they should be? I mean, that, that's sort of the issue with the idea of awards for esports because this is such a vast, vast you know scene yeah. that you know. You've got so many console players, or you've got so many shooters, you've got so many fighting games, you've got so many sports games. How do you possibly cover, how do you possibly shine that light on everything? Stuff is always going to get slipped through the cracks. Stuff is always going to get missed. It just sucks that this is the one that gets missed. And then the argument is, well, is it still better to have an, uh, you know, a show in the esports awards at all 
because it does do plenty of good and it is a nice little celebration of gaming but with is a little it? asterisk next to it well that's the argument like you could go back and forth either way but or there's the asterisk next to it that yeah yeah but this might not actually be it so then what do you have after that are you really trying to find the best of the best of these categories and and, and is getting an esports award significant or is it just like yeah we're having fun we're having fun and that's fine and it's a celebration of gaming and, and yada yada yeah, and I, I think that's where we have to be at in order for it to be uh, a positive. I guess so. I think I'm just of the mind that I'm not a big fan of comparing and contrasting things that shouldn't be compared and contrasted. Right? So, like, oh, best breakout player of the year. Like, who the f- yeah, Anyway, I guess that's a different <laughs> argument for another day of me getting salty about awards. I, I, Probably because I, I never mean, like awards, if the- too. If the esports awards were were gone tomorrow, I don't think it would be the worst thing in the world. But I think it's not necessarily hurting things. As long as it's not hurting things, I'm okay with it. And you might be able to make an argument that it is, and I'm all ears for it. But with where it stands now, I'm all right with it, even if they're not 100% accurate. Yeah. Also, this is completely separate than what Sonic Fox won last year, right? Because last year he won something at the Game Awards. I I thought this was it. Yeah, I think the same thing. Yeah, he was esports player of the year. Right, but, player. but wasn't that from the Game Awards, not the Esports Game Awards? Or are these all under the same umbrella? Like, it's going to be that I, big I, I, thing with Jeff Keighley. We have two of them? Damn it. That's the thing. It's like, is there's a big thing with Jeff Keighley where, you know, he brings out all his friends and then he shows up, like, shows off trailers. And that's where they revealed Mortal Kombat. Mm-hmm. And then there's this. You're, and this sounds like it's different. So I, I do apologize. It was the Game Awards, not the Esports Awards. This yeah. is different. Yes. See, this is why awards are bad, because there's too many of them. Well, now maybe Arslan Ash can win in the other award show that we have. <laughs> yeah, remember, like, I remember Sonic Fox 1, and everybody was like, oh, fighting games. You just mash buttons. Bruh, 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 bruh. It's pretty funny. I, I enjoyed watching that go down. Uh, but yeah, so there you go. Esports award nomination. Um, oh, and it looks like uh, Armada got nominated for the Hall of Fame of the Esports <laughs> Yeah, yeah, this is actually a secret uh, uh, organization, but Armada did get uh, nominated at, and uh, into the Esports Hall of Fame. Okay. So, the the pay safe card Esports Hall of Fame. I gotta get that right. <laughs> the pay safe card. The point is, guys, the point is, it doesn't matter if you know the full name or if you're mistaking it with something else that's similar. The point is, it matters. Oh, man. Uh, anyway, let's move on, shall we? <laughs> that was fun. Uh, okay, so uh, uh, recently, let's scale it back to the FGC. Recently, there's been this big hubbub about controllers in the FGC, about how certain controllers aren't fair and how certain controllers are dumb and how only people who use hitbox are cheating and people who custom make their controllers to put six buttons on a Santa Claus are dumb or genius who knows it's one of those two uh i think for the first time in fgc history well maybe not the first time in fgc history but for the first time a large tournament like evo finally put out a gosh darn statement about rules for controller usage right well do we have that statement available who can tee this off for us um i can link it in the chat uh it is a proposed rule set uh that evo has put out uh, they are accepting comments through the end of the month uh, to narrow to nail down 
which uh, types of controllers are and aren't legal. Uh, if you'll remember the controversy over Daigo's Gaffro box controller uh, earlier in the year. So now here are the three basic rules that they have in place as of right now uh, that governs whether or not a controller is legal. One, the controller may not activate multiple button, multiple game inputs from a single input mechanism, um, hmm. excluding cardinal directions. So you can't have one button to uh, hit all three punch buttons at once. Uh, you know, if there's a setting in game, you can set one bu- button to hit one button oh. and have that w- button be a three punch button, but you can't you can't set up your controller to hit like all three punches or hit uh anything that isn't anything that isn't an in-game macro rest in peace full schedule um no. we'll actually get to that cuz they they uh they specifically <laughs> said his no here's they just, go ahead i was just going to say here's the, the the tldr there's a whole bunch of rules that will restrict what controllers you can use and then uh, they specifically go to the Hitbox, the Gaffro Box, the PS4 DualShock controller, and then the uh, full schedule stick. And all of those are available to use, and they all pass. And so you can use all of those. So there's a huge line of, of rules that get rid of all the other sticks, apparently. But all the ones that were in question, you can use those. Yeah. Okay. So with full schedules, because his, set, his was set up to hit up left and up right... That is fine. If okay. it was set up to hit up punch, that would not work. Interesting. So oh, wait, even even the 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 gaffer box wasn't that the one that everybody was complaining about that Daigo yeah. was cheating because you can charge stuff while walking forward and whatever. Yarp. Okay. Uh, because the uh, the gaffer box also implements SOCD cleaning. So that left and right are never simultaneously pressed. That is uh, rule three. Oh, so, so is that no longer a concern, or is uh, it still? Yeah. So, though, so that is the uh, logic they use to specifically allow that one. So, uh, like I said, it was like uh, John said: hitbox cross up specifically allowed under this rule set. Smashbox specifically allowed under this rule set. Gaffro box specifically allowed. Okay. So, but again, they are opening up uh, discussion on this through the 31st. Yeah. So I've linked the document in the chat. Um, I will link the tweet in the chat as well. Um, if For those who are listening, you can go to twitch. or twitter.com slash Evo. And it's one of the first two uh, as of this recording. Uh, on their timeline. So, hold on. Look at the Discord chat. <clears throat> I can't because if I move it, it's gonna go crazy. But uh, I oh, do know okay. that some people are complaining about. Uh, uh, I do know some people are complaining about a sound. That's my computer fan. No, we're not chill. Well, uh, yeah, oh, that's that's that, something. But can something? someone else join the chat right now or that screw thing? Oh, or join yeah. the video. Just have, just have them go in here. It's a surprise. I have it set up. It should always be a surprise. I should never know. Oh, God, he ruined everything. No, I'm just kidding. I got it. Damn it. I'm just kidding. There we are. Hey, welcome back, Mike. I'm giving you an applause. 
you tried to not give me an applause for giving money to the show, but then you're giving me a mic and applause just for being here late? Yes. Uh, also, as a request from Efren, a mic, uh, earlier we sang Efren happy birthday because it's his birthday, and he wants us to sing it again with you in it. Are you down? Who's, who's Efren? That's a good question. That's a very good question. <laughs> He's from an old chapter long ago. I, see, I see four people here. <laughs> Call best of four, right? Two to two, something yeah. like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Happy birthday, Anthony. <laughs> I love you, man. I love Happy you. Happy birthday, buddy. All right. Um. Cool. So, uh, what were we? Oh yeah. So we were just talking about the the Evo controller shenanigans, uh, the rules that came out, and apparently the gaffer box is cool. The full schedule stick is cool. Uh, hit boxes are cool. Smashbox, hit box, PS4 Dual Shocks. I felt like this ruling was a lot of words that they uh, felt like they knew how to say, and they let in a bunch of stuff, and I don't think they thought about it that hard. Herberderber macro. I think, <laughs> I think we continue to allow dumber and dumber input devices into our game, and I've gone on a lot of tangents about this, but uh, I don't know. Stuff like the Gaffro box really changes the way you can play certain characters. And I wouldn't be surprised if in a couple of years uh, we don't see many people playing on default controllers. And I wouldn't be surprised if that hurts people getting into the game. Word. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah, it's it's weird. And unfortunately, like, this is another situation where, like, Evo's kind of the the big daddy, right? So, like, I have a feeling a lot of other tournaments are going to start following in suit with this ruling as well. The trendsetter, yeah. Yeah, so, well, it's a wait and see. But yeah, I totally agree. Like, if somebody can use a gaffer box where you can, you know, charge a sonic boom while walking forward, like, why shouldn't everybody? <laughs> so, yeah, it, it, yeah. Yeah. Now, I will mention that, like, the gaffer box isn't, like, I'm not claiming that it literally lets you do things that are, like, theoretically not otherwise possible but it lets you practically do them and right. so it opens up a lot of avenues of play right and it's uh it's interesting um we'll see where it goes yeah i i, I still feel like there's a lot of worries there that aren't necessarily going to play out but yeah that's that's for another time that's for another time yeah all right let's get into the fun stuff uh this week is Mortal Kombat week. So was last week. Uh, Mortal Kombat got a new patch. Got some new patch notes. And uh, we had, they have third, third variations, right? Are these uh, the variations that they have announced? Are these like tournament viable variations? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, sick. Cool. So new variations in tournament, new patch notes. Everybody's been going crazy. Uh, I, I see, I saw that like Kotokan now has some crazier mix ups with command grabs and stuff. Uh, I was seeing, like, Noob has some new stuff. Cetrion's got, like, buffed uh, wind projectiles and all this crazy stuff. Do we have any thoughts on those patch notes before we move on? I was really sad. (laughs) Why? Because they announced what a lot of the moves and the extra variations were. And Collector, who's my character, was given this, like, incredible move. This move where he throws a Chakram instead of the Bolo that he usually throws. And it did, like, a ton of damage. It was incredibly fast. It gave him combos on on things that he didn't get combos on before. 
And then they released the patch notes and they just destroyed the move they gave him. They made oh, it like no. eight frames slower on block and whiff. They made it take up two slots instead of one. So they got rid of one of his other moves. Oh, man. So it was an opportunity. Back in the box it goes. <laughs> It was an opportunity to really help out characters that needed it, I, I'm, unless you're a collector, apparently. But um, one of the first things that uh, this changed in, as far as a positive for the game was that it actually allows Shang Tsung players to access the moves that they were the yeah. most excited about um, in the, all of the ninjas because all of his uh, moves where he turns into like Reptile and does a slide or, or Rain and does like the uh, the roundhouse kick, those were all not in his tournament variation. So you couldn't do those when you were in tournament. Um, this is an opportunity for the developers to kind of change up the, the, the tier lists a little bit, balance things out a little bit further and, um, and just further flesh out their game. So it's, a, I think it's a pretty good look. It's a, we'll see where things go. This also comes off of the heels or like in the midst, I should say, of this new option select that people have figured out that I don't, as far as I understand it, it's just, it's going to be part of the game. It's like, it's just the way things are, but it feels like that has affected the meta quite a bit. So you have a lot affecting Mortal Kombat's general meta right now, a lot of changes in place. And so it's going to be a little bit before things kind of settle down, but a very interesting time. Plus you got some pretty badass new characters in the way. Yeah. You know, I was watching, uh, I have to, I have to shout this out. I was watching Ultra David stream, uh, him going over some of those, uh, patch notes and Ultra David has found the absolute best overlay on Twitch I have ever seen in my life. It's the dashboard of a car with the chat sitting in the passenger seat. Cute. So anytime somebody's complaining, they're just backseat driving. It's fucking hilarious. I love it. Uh, yeah. Uh, but cool. And along with that, we got, a brand new announcement, and it, this is hilarious. I think uh, I know Paco Stevens usually pops in here. Paco Stevens does work for NRS. Uh, I think it was last week I was complaining that people should start announcing things on Tuesday instead of Wednesday, and somebody has heard my complaints, and they they brought it all the way to the top of the ladder to Ed Boon, and Ed Boon has released the trailer on a Tuesday, and now we know that big old Terminator is a coming. To Mortal Kombat 11 on the 8th, if you have this, uh, the season pass. Mm-hmm. And here's the trailer. We're playing it now. <laughs> I haven't watched this yet, but I like the Terminator, and I'm excited to see this. Okay, I like it so far. Oh. Can you hear it? No, I can't. Oh, uh, okay. I, could, I can try turning it up a little bit. Uh, he but... looks thick, though. <laughs> he looks thick? So, he huh. looks thick and thick. Oh, oh yeah. I heard thick. Yeah, with two C's. Yeah, you know what's funny? Uh, this kind of brought me back to uh, the combo fiend comment of functions, because there's a lot that looks like uh, another Jason character from. And Cole. Yeah, it looks a lot like Jason. Some of the stuff that he has, which is cool. Uh, like I'm totally fine with it, but it was just funny. Like I recognized a couple moves here and there. And that's something that like the competitors will certainly pick up on. But uh, what we were talking about a little bit before the show, I feel like this character more than anybody else so far in Mortal Kombat, and that's kind of a tall order to, to achieve here, is first and foremost a pop culture reference, you know, uh, over being an additional character. It's great that he's an additional character, and I hope he works out just fine and he's well-balanced and all that. But 
I mean, it's Terminator. It's Arnold Schwarzenegger Terminator, even if they didn't use his voice. And and NRS has been really good about uh, just references and and callbacks. And it's like just everything from from every intro, outro. He says, "Get over here!" in the middle of his uh, critical or as a fatal blow. Everything about this is just uh, you know for people to go. Oh, I remember seeing that. I remember Terminator Two. I remember the hallway scene. I remember you know everything. It's, it's a big member berry kind of thing, and I think that's your main motivation when you're developing a character like this uh, over it being a new character. It is very significantly another addition to the yeah. roster, but even bigger now, than that. If they were really gonna have army of darkness ash williams in here i could see how they could have transferred over a lot of those moves to the terminator a lot of the shotgun moves oh yeah because he's got the I shotgun mean, stuff yeah kind of interesting to me he looks cool i like him that that was cool yeah he's he's pretty badass i think and um so elon you want to talk about the the gripe people are having right now uh, look there's terminator one reference oh my god okay so Along with the new trailer and new amazing things, of course, everybody has to complain about something. And yes. uh, I like this kind of hit me hard a little bit, but after a little while, I was like, I was okay with it. Uh, the voice actor is indeed not Arnold Schwarzenegger. That's annoying. It is annoying just because, like, it's, <laughs> I think it's like a cognitive dissonance thing, right? Where you're I might looking... not like it anymore. <laughs> That's why I was asking if you could hear it because I'm like, what happens when you hear that it's not Arnold? And it's not a bad Arnold, and he still has the Austrian everything. It's not like some jarring, yeah. like, whoa, what was that? I think we'll be just fine with it, watching it and stuff. It's not going to be like every time he opens his mouth, everyone gets distracted by you know the sounds coming out, like Sonya and Ronda Rousey or the Sub Zero Swedish DJ or whomever it was. Yeah. But but it's still not Arnold, and and this is a huge pop culture reference, and there's where they could kind of miss one a little bit. So everyone mm-hmm. flocks to that. And yeah. goes, but I feel like I need Arnold to see it. That sounds really jarring to watch because I mean, it literally looks so much like Arnold. Exactly. Like, and so that, and right. that's what I was gonna say. It's like I think it's genuinely like just a cognitive dissonance thing where it's like you're looking at Arnold, you're seeing Arnold, but you don't hear Arnold, right? So to me, when I first heard it, and like after a, a while, I thought about it, and it's like, who the fuck cares, right? It's still like it's close enough. I think. Uh, I think they did the best with what they ha- could, or with what they had, just because. Like, yeah. I thought about it after a while, and it's like I'm pretty I would sure... not put him in for that reason, but it is. It yeah, is yeah. Tricky. And plus, like getting Arnold Schwarzenegger in a sound booth to record some lines probably cost like a trillion dollars. So I don't blame him for not doing that. And he had to relearn his Austrian accent. Remember? <laughs> oh, oh yeah, does he not have that anymore? He he lost forever. it just because he's been in the U.S. and. Listen true. to Ameri- the American accents for so long. You just kind of adapt while you're... So so he had to relearn his accent for uh, his Terminator roles. Yeah, but either way, the, the point is, while that is one slight thing that may bother us, that feels like a very minute thing that is oh, out of... Yeah, that is out of our... That A, is something that is not feasible for their resources, and B, who the fuck cares? <laughs> At the end well, of the day, it's apparently like, a lot of people. But... Yeah, a lot of people are upset with it, but it's like when the character comes out, everybody's going to be like, whoa, it's Terminator. Is anyone going to care about it with their money? And I don't think so. No. Man, people, the the character comes out on the 8th if you have the fighter pass. So everybody that has a fighter pass already already coughed up the money, so. Yep. Well, there's that too. Suck it. Uh, but I think that. Here's my one question. Uh, and I'm not 100% sure on this. Um, when he comes back. Is as the uh, Terminator skin, 
Is that as, you know, if he loses the first round and that's how he plays the second round? Or is that sort of a There's, last breath? That's, okay, go ahead. That's from uh, Jason in Mortal Kombat. That's 100% a Jason thing, it's, right? It was a variation that Jason had where when he lost, it was kind of like a TJ combo thing in Killer Instinct where when he lost, uh, he came back with just a little bit more health. Or right. not with this isn't bit just a little health. Just a little, yeah, although we saw that like, it's a whole different thing now, where like he's got hella armor, uh, like straight up just like he just walk- got constant armor. Yeah, I think I think it'd be interesting character. if it was the whole second round. I don't hate that idea. They I don't either. Yeah, I don't either. That sounds really cool. I think that sounds kind of cool. Here's my theory on it. I think, and I could be wrong about this, but I think what happens is he comes back, and he has a very limited amount of time when he comes back. Like he has no health, but he has a very limited amount of time to come back and try to win something tell you something man if that's a tournament legal variation it probably won't be okay because because well the potential for hype there and stories and whatnot are are kind of crazy but it's also gonna be like you thought hero was bad you know like the the discussion surrounding that's gonna be pretty gnarly so did you hear the hero discussion like a week ago? Did we talk about that? What's the that it was banned and then unbanned and then the, now it's cool. I don't well, know. Salem beat um, a Japanese player in an American tournament with hero. And the Japanese player afterwards said that he couldn't play around it because the menu options were in English. Right. And he couldn't read the English. Cause so hero chooses from a menu of spells. And the Japanese player said he couldn't adapt and react to what the spell was because he couldn't read it. Right. That's the so that became thing. kind of a deal. Hmm, that's interesting. It's interesting to me. Although, like, I feel like, is the menu always the same? Like, I haven't seen it, but I'm assuming it's no, like a standard. It's RNG, so, like, there's oh, literally no... dang. There's, like, was... 16 spells, if I remember correctly. Something like and, like, that. four of them will pop up. Damn, you'd have to color code all of those different spells or something like that. That's, that's another big reason why, because, like, France banned hero and it's part of like a big um um i the forget european the name of it smash circuit. european smash circuit but you're going through all of these different countries with different languages and you're you're having to deal with this language barrier problem directly in the game and it's like it's hard enough with that but banning the character as well maybe they should ban the character just because of that but they didn't they brought him back and now and now he's legal in france as well so he should be i i, mean, I don't know it's like you're in a game where you've had a character who could randomly pull out a bomb and be broken at any given point. Like, at some point, you just let the RNG fly, you know? Yeah. Like, isn't that the same thing with, uh, what's that guy, uh, Mr. Game & Watch with the hammer? Yeah. That's that's what people have been comparing it to, but it's it's a much more egregious RNG situation than those are. Yeah. And uh, But that, that doesn't mean that it's not okay. It's just, it's not quite apples to apples. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's fine. Uh... Cool, but going uh, also. By the way, somebody brought up a good point about going back to Terminator and getting up at the end of the fight. Um, Devora already has that, and I don't think it's a tournament legal variation. It certainly wasn't. I don't know if the new one has it. But yeah, where it, yeah, she comes back. Yeah, where she just comes back as a bug <laughs> after you beat her. She just turns into a bug and like can either like spit or like sting you, and that's it. Um, so yeah, I think I honestly want to see it in tournament, man. Like seeing stuff like that, like TJ combo, like getting up at the end of a round, if he has instinct, I think is pretty dope. And I'd love to see more stuff like that, but it is very hard to justify it because you know, one character has it, the others don't like, how do you make that fair? Um, but yeah, that's, those are my two cents, but 
if I mean, well, go ahead. I don't sorry. personally, I don't personally see that as all that different from you know, what if a character has eleven hundred health instead of a thousand? Yeah, that is true. You know, I, it's I, all I don't possible. think it's. Up. Yeah. I, I think there's certainly challenges in balancing it and making it, you know, tournament viable so it doesn't it doesn't become overpowered, but I don't think that in itself should be a, a disqualifying thing. Right. Right. It all comes down to if you're if you're willing to put the effort into making the risk and reward balance, the cost and the payoff of what you can do, then any most things fall into the realm of well, this could potentially work in a fighting game. But you really have to pay attention. The crazier and farther out there, away from the norm that you get, you have to have all the details down. And uh, and a lot of times, that even just the standard fighting game things, uh, you know, don't have that much attention dealt to them. So, yeah, it's it's definitely an interesting conversation. And we're seeing more and more of these kind of things pop up in fighting games as of late, or at least it's it's they're grabbing our attention more and more. Mm-hmm. So, uh, but things they, the times they are changing, I think. Yeah. Um, cool. I just looked at the time. We got about 15 minutes left, a little bit less than that. So let's move on. Uh, let's, do we have anything else we want to say about Mortal Kombat before we move on? I know I'm probably going to buy Terminator when he comes out, to be honest. I really want to play as Arnold Schwarzenegger and step on Johnny Cage dolls. I'm mad they nerf collector, so they, they don't <laughs> get my money. <laughs> All right, and there you have it. Sorry, Paco Stevens. Curry's uh, been so fucking bad since the game came out, and they can't throw him a single bug. <laughs> no. Sorry. Uh, not sorry. Yeah. You need a hug? <laughs> All right, let's move on. I need a buff. <laughs> Do hugs... Well, hugs are a buff for, like... Uh, they buff blood, your mood. Well, Yeah, mood and, like, blood pressure and brain chemicals. But I guess that's not the kind of buff we need. Or Mike needs, rather. Uh, but let's move on. Speaking of buffs, uh, I was not buff when I made my prediction. I got it wrong. I apologize. I did have a caveat that I said I was wrong in my sleuthing thing. Uh, I was not right. Axel Lowe was revealed for Guilty Gear, uh, and I just went down the wrong rabbit hole because Axel Rose did have a concert that weekend. Should have known better. Uh, I'll get it right next time. Uh, but here is the May trailer from CEO Taku, and we got to see a, uh, we got to see a little bit of what May's gonna look like. And it's the thing I don't like is it feels like all of the trailers that. Arc System Works has been putting out are very similar to Dragon Ball trailers, where they're very quick, and there's not a lot to look at. Granted, I well, don't know if they have a lot that they can show us more than they already have. Well, yeah, because uh, if they put out more, they'll have to put out more of the song, and yeah, apparently they don't want to do that. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I was but, excited for hearing more, and we definitely didn't. Yeah, and yeah. anyway, here is the reveal. Uh, I That's genuinely thought. Well, go ahead. That wasn't even a trailer. I didn't see anything. Yeah. But here, here's uh, the Axel reveal. Uh, I genuinely thought it was going to be, like, Dizzy or something when I saw the butterfly. Uh, which might be who's getting announced next. Who knows? Uh, I had no idea. So I'm not up to uh, – I'm not up with the knowledge of the Guilty Gear lore. I had no idea Axel could stop time and walk through portals and shit. He's a time traveler. Oh, well, there we go. Uh, that makes sense now. Uh, <laughs> so, Axel, uh, new redesign. Everybody seems to be liking him now that he doesn't have jorts and he has pants. I like the jorts, but this is fine, too. 
cool. Everyone but Mike seems to like the redesign. <laughs> the jorts were cool. What's wrong with the jorts? He's like lost in you. He's like, whoa, I'm here. First it's of like all, kind of a Bill and Ted thing. And he just, the like, jorts, like, the jorts were cool is never a true statement. Let me just say that right now. Who oh, are you man, to say man. that? All right, let me ask you this: Are you a fan of John Cena? Yeah, of course I am. Okay, that explains everything. Uh, the one, th- the one thing I really liked about you know this format. Obviously, they're not showing a lot of the character, which sucks. Hopefully, that changes once we get closer to the actual launch date. But what I really like is that they seem to be firing him out at a relatively steady yeah, pace. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. the, you know, we had the the Tokyo Game Show trailer, and they said, "Hey, next character is going to be in two weeks at CEO Taku." Mm-hmm. And now with this one, they say, "Hey, next one's going to be at two week, two weeks at Southeast Asia Major." So now you're constantly getting these people excited about not just not just when your next news dump is going to be, but hey, you're pointing them to this great event that hey, maybe some of them will check out and stick with that game or other games. So Did they I give a release really... date yet for the game, or like a time window? Did they? thought it was spring I spring of twenty twenty? Yeah. Not too bad. Yeah, so like right before Evo I'm assuming. Uh I for for some odd reason February stuck in my brain, but I think that's something else. Oh, I'm thinking of Last of Us because they released that new trailer that's That's yeah. I think that's a good release schedule and I agree. If you mm-hmm. if you announce a game like towards the end of a year, have it come out pretty early the next year and you release date, you know, you release stuff every, every week or every couple weeks yeah. in that time frame. I think stuff stays fresh for sure. Grand blue, a game I loved in beta and that I want to play has, you know, they only have like 14 characters or whatever, but I mean, it has been like, you see one thing every two months and then the game gets delayed a half a year. And it's like, yeah, it hurts. So I think this is much better. Than that. Yeah. Uh, honestly, I keep forgetting about grand blue until people bring it up. Um, well, yeah, because they don't talk about it. Yeah, it's and like, I'm yeah, you got you got info once every couple months. Yeah, and I am still kind of salty that I didn't get to play the beta because my schedule didn't align with it. But, um, but I am happy to hear that it's gonna be a decent game from what everybody's saying. Like people are excited about it. I hope. Um, but yeah, so new character, uh, new review at Southeast Station Majors. We'll do a sleuthing segment next week. Uh, I'll get my I'll have enough time to set up everything and fact check so I'm right. Although, if Chips Enough is coming in at C- uh, Southeast Asia Majors, I'm going to consider that a win, that I just tell the future. Um, but yes. Uh, so that was that. Was there anything else we needed to talk about that reveal? No, right? I think that was it. Well, well, we kind of... The one thing I liked, I don't know if you guys watched it, uh, but uh, Jabali put up a clip of the people in the audience reacting to it. And like everyone sang along with the, with the start of the song, and then it just kind of faded as the <laughs> like that was bullshit blazing, that uh, blazing. <laughs> if I uh, 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 new world, oh shit, too early. New world order. I posted the lyrics <laughs> on BitHubs. It's on them for not checking that out. Yeah, Arc System Works also tweeted out the lyrics for people that want to do karaoke with it. So that's that's bad. That's a bad look on that crowd, to be honest. You'd yeah. be better about that. Uh, well, they were too mesmerized by uh, Initial Tank. Could be. 
could be. True. Oh, yeah. that's right. Uh, did we get any? Was there any feedback on the Blaze Blue and Grand Blue demos that they had at CEO Taku? I've I've heard good things, but I haven't really dived back dived into uh, the feedback specifically on those. Mm-hmm. Also, there was as one, of yet. yeah, there was one more thing I wanted to mention about CEO Taku. How long has CEO Taku been going? This was like what its third, fourth year. I think I went three years ago, and I think there was at least one before that. So I have to guess it's been at least four. Yeah. So a, f- a tournament that's four years running is getting as big as it is. So good on Jabali for getting that shit running to the point where even Arc System Works is like, we're going to reveal shit at that tournament. Um, I, think, is... I think that's fairly impressive, to be honest. Yeah. Could just be me. It, it, especially since they had to run uh, games in the bathroom. Yeah. So good for them. Um, Sorry, multiplayers. <laughs> Gosh dang it, Steve. Uh, so we have about five minutes left. Do we want to do a lightning round of the question of the day? Uh, yes, we did ask the people, uh, who do you want to see? Who are you most excited for uh, at, in terms of potential characters for Guilty Gear 2020? Uh, Inherent Flow wants to see Testament and Angie. Uh, so, or Anji, excuse me. So far, they've just shown characters that were almost certain to be in any way. Uh, they want to see longtime characters that didn't make it to the last games. Uh, fun is for losers wants Leo White Fang. White Fang. I can say words and talk good. Uh, Leo White Fang, he left quite the impression in the exercise, so they're hoping he returns. Uh, Body Novel wants some high tier grapplers. Doesn't care if it's Potemkin and uh, they make him viable or if it's a new character, but they're ready to see someone's diamond hard read pay off into a giant ch- chunk of life. Uh, Home Muffin wants to see Terry Bogard because put my boy in everything. I, I, I still think we got to get to uh, uh, Terry Bovine first in Them's Fighting Arts. Uh, Esperanza is really hoping to get Bridget back into this one. Uh, loved his playstyle in previous games. And then Arctic Show Arctic Shoto is really hoping for a new character called GGPO that will actually perform the actions he inputs in a consistent manner. That's cute. Yeah. Uh, it's I, it's funny, man. I don't know if I've ever had a consistent bad experience with Guilty Gear Netcode. At least with Rev 2. Uh, it sucks. Yeah. I, I have... Maybe it's just because I don't play it enough. It could totally be that. Um, but, all right. Uh, who, who do we want? I, I would love to see Kum Heyoon back, but I know she's not coming back at all. So, my, my wish is unfulfilled. Uh, Mike, do you have a specific character you want to see in this new one? In Guilty Gear? Yeah. Well, my favorite Guilty Gear was Accent Core, where I played Axel. But I only played him because... He was pretty straightforward for a new player to learn. Um, and he doesn't have jorts anymore either, yeah, so that's a problem. Um, I really don't know. I- I've kind of become a function player. I really don't care about characters anymore. Mm-hmm. I've just become a grumpy old man. And um, So yeah, whoever is going to be... I just want one character to be like way better than everyone else. And then for them not to get patched. Word. Uh, John, do you have any specific requests for Guilty Gear 2020 of characters you want to see? Yes. Okay. <laughs> uh, and Steve, you got a favorite? Uh, 
Uh, I'm I am really hoping to see not Elfelt. That's Aww, my... she was a she was a cutie though, wasn't she? Yeah, but I don't like cuties with guns. Just not my thing. Uh, also, we should have that conversation next. Should, week. We should have that conversation next week. I would like to see the Terminator. Yeah, that'd be pretty dope. Next. Yeah, the next one. That'd be pretty dope. Also, can can I say something? Is it weird to anyone else that somebody with a tournament name Peppery Splash is not playing Elfelt? I honestly thought that that, that that's an Elfelt player name. Just because Elfelt colors are like a peppery splash because it's like white, green, and red. Yes. I don't know. Is it just me? Is it just me? It might just be you. Right, it might just, just be you. All right. And with that awkward end, uh, we're going to we're gonna call it for the show this week. So thank you, everybody, for watching. Uh, Ultra Chin will be on right after us. We're going to host them or raid them. It, the raid thing seems to be the Twitch new thing, so I just keep hitting the button to do it. I hope you guys are enjoying that, and I hope the Ultra Chain guys are enjoying it as well. Um, any last words before we split? We got, like, a minute-ish left. Yes. Uh, God damn it! Why'd you do that again? <laughs> oh. You make me want to throw things at you. Did you end the show? No, we're oh, still alive. Oh, me, going. just me. Okay. We're, we're still alive. Uh, Go ahead, oh Steve. My God. I've said my piece. Do we want to do Black Grab next week on dating in the FGC? Oh, yes. That sounds like a... Okay. That's a, okay. That's a really we will, weird we topic for a Black Grab, but I guess we'll do it. <laughs> we'll, we'll do something with that, because I, 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 I think that's one we'll have some fun with. I've done that before. <laughs> well, you can share your experiences. Or not share your, <laughs> you know, it's up to you. All right, and on that Deal. awkward note, we're gonna say good night. <laughs> right, so thanks everybody for watching. Go enjoy Ultra Chin. We'll catch you all next week here on Best of Five. Good night, Canada. <laughs>